0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Hallway Conversations with the Masses. I am yours truly, Jimmy Hall, and we would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's show. For the people who have been supporting since day one, I do want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart. The show has been renamed in honor of my good friend. His birthday is actually today. I'm recording a day early, but I normally release Wednesday mornings. So happy birthday to my uh, homie, Kenny Mass., Looking up, looking down on us from heaven, I do want to say happy birthday to him. For those of you that have lost someone or know somebody who has been sick from this disease, I am actually praying for all of y'all. COVID 19 is very real, y'all, so please take this disease seriously. Keep masking up, keep washing those hands, and keep practicing your social distancing. And with that, we can get through this disease and be back to normal soon. That is the only way this is going to happen for all of us to be safe and something that we're going to actually start promoting every week again people if you would like to see your business highlighted on the show or if you're even an artist in the area that wants to actually have your stuff highlighted shoot me an email Jimmy at hotmail.com or you can facebook messenger me as a friend on facebook if you don't have me as a friend on facebook search jimmy wayne hall the second it's the picture with the hawks in their new uniforms i'll try to respond back to you in a timely fashion but that's how you can actually get those topics to me or anything that you want to hear or if like i said you're a business owner or an artist that wants to see your work highlighted so this week we're gonna start a new segment like i said because of that we're gonna highlight our first business slash artist from the community a young lady that goes by the name of ansley joy she is an official U.S. cultural ambassador and multidisciplinary artist, dance historian, and movement instructor. You can check her work out on www.thejukeboxmovement.com. That is jukebox with two dot com. So for this week, we're going to get into several topics. Just want to highlight a few things. First, we're going to talk about the NFL Top 100. Who was rated in there just right? Who was missed? We're going to also talk about COVID-19 and how it's affecting the NFL with these opt-outs. We're also going to talk about the MLB and COVID-19. Who's at fault for all these teams catching the virus? We're going to talk about that a little bit. Also, we're going to take a look at the NBA playoffs. Is there a clear-cut favorite to win it all? XFL is being revived because of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, of course, him. His ex-wife purchased it with a group called Redbird Media, so we're going to get into that a little bit. And last but certainly not least, we're going to talk about college football and the conferences that have come up with a plan to actually play a 10-game conference season. So first topic up, we're going to go over the NFL Top 100. Uh, This is a list that was created by the players, for the players, Uh, First, we're going to talk about a few people that did not make the list that I felt were snubbed but had outstanding seasons last year. I mean, of course, being a Falcons fan, the first person I got to mention is my boy Matt Ryan. Posted 4,000 yards last year with 26 touchdowns, which was more than Josh Allen. But, of course, Josh Allen made this list. Um, Also, Carson Wentz was another player that did not make the list. The young man posted 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions but was not voted in this list by his peers. Uh, Kenny Galladay, who led the league in receiving touchdowns, did not make the list, surprisingly. Uh, Eric Armstead, even though he had a 10-sack season for the 49ers, he also didn't make the list. Demarcus Lawrence, who had an awesome season as well, did not make the list. And last but not least, Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos did not make the list as well, even though he had a great season. So, of course, here are the rankings as they go. Voted on, again, by the players. Overall, at number one, you have Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens at quarterback. Uh, Not too upset with that ranking there after the season that the young man had. He should have been in the top ten. Some will argue that Pat Mahomes should have actually been there. But, again, because Lamar put up the numbers in the regular season, I believe that's why he actually got that spot. The number two player was Russell Wilson of Seattle. Number three was Aaron Donald of the Rams. Number four was Pat Mahomes. Five was Michael Thomas being the top receiver on the list for the Saints after posting the reception's record and taking it from Marvin Harrison. Uh, Number six was Christian McCaffrey. Seven was George Kittle from the San Francisco 49ers. You had eight, DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans, who is now part of the Arizona Cardinals. Stephon Gilmore was the top-rated corner out of the league at number nine. You had Derrick Henry at 10, Julio Jones at 11, Drew Brees at at 12, Bobby Wagner at 13, Tom Brady was number 14 on the list this year, uh, moving teams to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chandler Jones was number 15, Aaron Rodgers, he was number 16, Nick Bosa was 17, Travis Kelsey was 18, Khalil Mack 19, Deshaun Watson 20. 21 was Dalvin Cook, 22 Tyreek Hill, 23 Cameron Jordan, 24 Ezekiel Elliott, 25 T.J. Watt, 26 was Von Miller, 27 was Jamal Adams who is now of the Seattle Seahawks after he was traded to that team. Uh, You also have Richard Sherman at 28, you have Quentin Nelson uh, offensive guard from the Colts at 29. Mike Evans was 30, Saquon Barkley made 31, Shaquille Barrett, kind of low for him, Uh, he was number 32 even though he led the league in sacks, Aaron Jones of the Packers was 33, Joy Bosa was 34, Minka Fitzpatrick was 35, Nick Chubb was 36, Jalen Ramsey was 37, Chris Godwin made the list at 38, Tyron Matthew was 39. Daniil Hunter was 40, 41 was Jadavian Clowney, Alva Camara was 42, I'm sorry, I had Jadavion Clowney mixed up there, Jadavion Clowney was actually 41, Alva Camara was 42, Jimmy Garoppolo made 43, Mark Ingram made 44, you had J.J. Watt, uh, even though, like I said, these are voted on by the players, he didn't have an outstanding season, but he made 45, Dak Prescott was 46 who I think should have been rated slightly higher because of the kind of season he had. You had Tredavious White at 47, Zadarius Smith at 48, Amari Cooper 49, Darius Leonard at 50, Todd Gurley at 51, who is now on my Atlanta Falcons as our new running back. You had Chris Jones, Marcus Peters, Stephon Diggs, Zach Martin, DeForest Buckner, Devontae Adams, Kirk Cousins, Odell Beckham Jr., Logan Ryan, Jarvis Landry, David Botticiari of the Packers. I hope I said his name right. Uh, he always has one of those weirder names to pronounce. He had Preston Smith, Harrison Smith, Tyler Tyler Lockett, Laramie Tunzel, Demario Davis, Ryan Tannehill, Larry Fitzgerald, Fred Warner, Jarrell Casey, Josh Jacobs, one of the rookies making the list there, Uh Fletcher Cox, Ronnie Stanley, Earl Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, Keenan Allen, Tyron Smith, Calais Campbell, Miles Garrett, DK Metcalf as another rookie that made the list, Ryan Ramscheck of the uh, Saints offensive Line made the list, Eric Kendricks, Cam Hayward, Zach Hertz, Marlon Humphrey, Josh Allen, Jalen Smith. Cooper Cup, Kyle Kyler Murray, Grady Jarrett, Darius Slay, Allen Robinson, Jason Kelsey, Frank Clark, Chris Carson, Buddha Baker, Brandon Brooks, Darren Waller, and finally Levante David. So again, this isn't a list that was piled up by the player uh, by the I'm sorry fans. This was all voted on by the players, but that's how they viewed each person. Again, I wouldn't look too much into the list because that list is always made by the players, how they feel the player's season went mainly. So that list always fluctuates every year. Uh, but shout out to the men that did make the list. For those that did not, of course, like I said, it's always this season coming that they can try to make a name for themselves. So moving on to how COVID is affecting the NFL season coming up as well as the opt-outs. So far, they have had, I believe, right around 44 players that have opted out. Uh, If you really look at that in hindsight, there are 53 on a roster, so the equivalent of an entire NFL roster almost has opted out. Uh, NFL stadiums, they have come out and said that they will mostly have limited capacity or no capacity. Uh, So the Atlanta Falcons, uh, I'm not sure how many other teams have done. The Atlanta Falcons stadium holds like 71,000 they announced that they're going to basically only allow right at 10 to 20,000 people within the stadium. However, they are only using season ticket holders to fill these spots. And if I remember my, what they said, they said the way they're doing the tickets is they're going to put these season ticket holders in a drawing. Um, once they're in the drawing, they get selected for a four of the eight home games that are going to be there. So you can't even go to all eight home games. You only get to go to four. Or the other option was to opt out of your season tickets and you could just push them until next year. So I think what a lot of fans are going to actually do, in hindsight, the best option is to just push your season tickets to next year. And the reason I say this is going to four home games, even though you paid full price for eight and you only get to pick, get to go to four, It's not a good deal for the fans. Uh, The NFL also announced that they aren't allowing jersey swaps this season, which is weird because my thing is is if you're allowing tackling for during their three hours, what's the difference in them exchanging jerseys? Makes no sense to me. But again, uh, like I said, right now uh, they said that the opt-out deadline will probably be Thursday of this week. We're going to see how many more people try to opt-out last minute because I believe if they – try to opt out. A lot of them are going to either do it between Wednesday or Thursday whenever that opt-out deadline is. So we're just going to keep our fingers crossed and hope that no big-name players opt out because as of right now, I remember Odell Beckham Jr. came out and said, while he does not believe the NFL should have a season, he actually is going to go ahead and play. So if one of your top receivers in the league is very concerned, you have to worry if other players are going to be concerned as well. So, moving on to the MLB and COVID 19, uh, if anybody's been following the Major League Baseball system, uh, Miami Marlins had a good number of players test positive for COVID 19, possibly. Uh, they said out of the entire roster, a possible 20 players had tested positive, which canceled up to 18 games uh, as a result. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals also had people that possibly tested positive said it was around 13 St. Louis traveling people. Uh, It was seven players that may have possibly tested for it. Uh, It even made one of the games, uh, one of the top team, well, one of the teams in my division with my Braves, uh, anybody that watched the game Sunday for Atlanta, Joannis Cespedes actually opted out of playing and didn't report to the game on Sunday. Uh, They had to send people to look for him. But it took until the game was almost over for them to actually announce that he was opting out of the season. Didn't give a re- uh, an actual heads up before he left the stadium. So if you really look at it in hindsight, you know, ain't really like left them hanging on that tip. So, I mean, who's at fault for these cases? I have to say it's on the teams, and here's why. If you really look at what baseball did to try to get a season put together they actually agreed to a lot of concessions for these players in order for a season to be put off the ground Uh, they went to a bigger money pot split they actually had the players to agree you know if a certain amount of games weren't even played like if they had to cancel the season that the players would not try to recoup the rest of their salary so at the end of the day I have to look at it like this with the Marlins. You guys are grown-ass men. I hate to say it that way, but they're grown-ass men that had to actually be told that the way that they were actually approaching trying to handle the cases was incorrect. Derek Jeter tried to come out and say that he doesn't believe MLB is doing enough to protect them, but here's my thing. The MLB can't hold every one of those players by the hand. They have to be big boys and actually have to learn, hey, if the league is allowing us to have a season, what can we do as players to actually be smarter and have it to where we aren't putting more pressure on not completing our season? Because, again, if they had to forfeit a certain amount of their money and not receive it, if one team causes the rest of the teams not to receive all their money, you can guarantee that most of those players are going to be looking at the Miami Marlins in the next few weeks, and they're going to say, what the hell were you guys thinking? So hopefully baseball does have the rest of a season, but the way how those COVID cases were looking for a moment there, they, aren't, they weren't looking good. I believe the Miami Marlins are supposed to be back in action soon. So hopefully uh, with what's happened, we don't see too many more cases arrive. But again, I just think that they have to be a little bit more responsible. I mean, the NBA, as well as the MLS, have been able to field tournaments and not have too many COVID cases become of it. So I'm sure if they can, baseball can find a way to make sure that these guys keep up with what they need to do. So with that, the next thing we're going to talk about is the NBA playoffs, one of our favorite times of the year. We're gonna look at the playoff seasons as they currently sit going into uh, going into Wednesday. So, the Milwaukee Bucks right now are 54 and 14. Toronto is 48 and 18 at the two seed. Boston is the three seed at 44 and 22. Miami is the four seed at 42 and 25. Indiana is 41 and 26 at the five seed. Philadelphia is 40 and 27 at the six seed. Orlando is 32 and 35 with the seventh seed, and Brooklyn is 32 and 35 as well with the eighth seed. So, the West, you have the LA Lakers at the top seed right now at 51 and 15. The LA Clippers are 45 and 22. Denver is the three seed at 44 and 23. Houston is 42 and 24 at the fourth seed. The Utah Jazz are 42 and 25 at the fifth seed. Oklahoma City is 41 and 25 at the sixth. Dallas is 41 and 25 at the seventh. Memphis is 32 and 36 at the eighth seed. Uh, Portland and San Antonio, they still have up to uh, they're playing eight games to determine the seedings. But Portland is at 30 and 38 at the ninth seed currently, which means they still have a chance to catch up. And the San Antonio Spurs, who is normally a playoff contender every year, uh, they're at 28 and 37 at the 10th seed. So looking at these seedings, if you really want to be honest, right now I have to be 100% with you guys. I do believe that it can be anybody to come out of any of these sides. If you look at the West there are literally between the eighth seed and the top seed, there are only maybe about 10 to 11 games to separate them in record. Um, the L.A. Lakers played Miami, I'm sorry, they played Houston, and, well, they played Toronto the other night that I remember, and Toronto actually beat them, and Toronto's the two seed in the East. So there's not much discrepancy between the top, top five seeds. If, I re- if you really want to be honest, I think the biggest takeaway from this startup that everybody can see is all of these guys are hungry and want to actually try to get into the playoffs. But if I had to put my money on who's going to actually be the two teams to come out of each side, I still like the Lakers out of the e- West right now. But I did pick Milwaukee at first to come out of the East, but I'm going to switch gears and say out of the east I believe Toronto has the best shot to win and here's why Toronto with their length as well as the fact that they do not depend on one person to score a combination of Kyle Lowry and a combination of uh, Pascal Siakam those boys are going to be able to contend with anybody that is in the playoffs right now Uh, so As I see it, if you really think about it, right now, like I said, it's wide open. But I believe the Lakers and Raptors are going to meet in the conference finals. And I do still believe the Lakers will win a title this year. I believe that LeBron is more focused. And I also believe that Anthony Davis will be on another level once the playoffs start. So hopefully we actually see those two teams. If not, like I said, the only two teams I think that gives – the Lakers or the Raptors, a run for their money. In the East, I do believe that the Bucks can give Toronto a run for their money. And in the West, I believe that Houston, if they can make that small ball work, they're going to give the Lakers a little bit of trouble. So moving on to the next topic, the XFL. Again, they have been revived by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, him and his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Media purchased the XFL for $15 million. Uh, right now plans are still being are made to play the 2021 season under a bubble type environment i actually love this for the xfl for a couple of reasons i believe that vince mcmahon then pulled the plug a little bit too early on the xfl because the restart actually was pretty interesting uh it gave the nfl some ideas for kickoff returns as well as It brought a couple of guys from the XFL into the NFL because of the shutdown. Uh, Two that I know of in particular, uh, P.J. Walker from the Roughnecks, I believe it was, of Houston. He got signed by a team, and then Kari Lee, uh, he got signed by the Atlanta Falcons as a tight end. So the league actually was working. I do hope that, you know, if they do decide to put together another season, that it brings the same exposure that it did last year for those guys that may not get drafted by the NFL. It will give them a little bit more exposure to where they can actually come in and play on a different level and actually be drafted later. So last but not least, of course, the ACC, SEC, and Pac-12 all have agreed to 10-game seasons. Uh, They are doing conference-only games I believe only one, which is the Pac-12, has agreed to do one non-conference game. Uh, They have had some of these players that have voiced their concerns, of course, of playing during some of these games, but each conference has said this is their model. Uh, The SEC, I know in particular, they're going to actually start up at the beginning of September with the championship game being in December in Atlanta. Uh, The only thing I don't agree with, of course, is if, you're going to allow them to play conference-only schedules. I really hate the fact that they canceled some of your bigger rivalry games that normally happen. Uh, of course, no UGA and Georgia Tech this season. You're not going to see Clemson or South Carolina as you normally would because of the scheduling. Um, will we actually see a thorough playoffs as we have in the, pla- in the past? Um, I don't think so. Because even if you do the conference-only model, a lot of teams are going to say that's not a true way to determine your national champion. So this season is going to have a lot of more to it. Even if they try to say, hey, we feel that these teams were the best out of both sides, it's still not going to be a good look for college football. I mean, this is going to push the issue to me for them actually to expand the playoffs in the future if they see it this way. So, uh, hopefully, we actually get a full college season because, like I said, right now the plan is for most of them to play, uh, most of them to play a ten-game season. But again, that's all determined on how many games they could get in before a, a big COVID outbreak happens. God forbid that that happens and these colleges have to shut down. But they're going to think of the player safety first because, again, at the end of the day, they have scholarships and. College football is a bigger moneymaker to me than it is on the NFL level. The NFL may say they make billions from these games, but college football is a big moneymaker as well. So with that, everybody, that is the show this week. Again, I do thank everybody for tuning in again for those of you that would like to see your businesses or If you're an artist in the area that would like to be highlighted, again, shoot me an email at at hotmail.com or you can always Facebook Messenger me. I will be glad to add that topic into the list. But as always, we would like to say thank you for tuning in and God bless you guys. Have a safe week and we'll see you again next week at the same time.